another episode of Point Blank. This is your co-host Gage McClanahan, and with me we have our other co-host, the man, Jake Clem. And it is Wednesday, May 13th, and you know, we've got another good episode today. We're going to be talking about the NFC South draft reactions, and going to give you all the hot takes, everything you want to hear, and you know, I'm just excited to get with it. How you doing, Jake? Doing good, doing good, man. Nothing... Nothing really new to share. Um, yeah, just quarantine stuff. Yeah, you know, day in the life of quarantine, I guess, huh? No doubt, no doubt. We're, uh, some good news, though, is that we're uh, both back in the great state together at the same time, so. Oh, yeah. Might have to link up and get some Choloso, but I had Choloso yesterday Choloso. for the first time in a while. <laughs> I had Choloso today. Yeah, <laughs> it was good to have it. Taco um, Tuesday. Yeah, that's the joint right there. But, uh, yeah, another episode. Excited. Uh, as you know, NFC South, that's my division. That's my squad, Tampa Bay. You got a personal the, connection to it, yeah. About to be the leaders this year, but uh, we'll get into that when we get to it. But, yeah, today we're going to be uh, starting with the Saints. What was your uh, kind of initial reactions on that? Uh, like I told you before, not a whole not a whole lot of drafts. Was it four, four or five draft picks, i say? Um, yeah, and they're kind of spread out, you know. There's like one in the yeah. top, middle, and then just one at the very end. Big offensive lineman to protect the talisman and Drew Brees, um, or potentially James Winston. I don't know <laughs> how you hey, feel about that. Um, that. Something's gonna happen there, man. It's gonna be like a Dak and a Tony Romo situation. You just wait. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't count it out. I mean, Drew, Drew Brees, he's, for the most part, he's healthy every now and then, but... Yeah, he's usually pretty um, healthy. I don't really remember a lot of injuries with him. Nothing crazy. Then Teddy Bridgewater did work last year and got him, what, like five wins or something like that? So Yeah, Teddy was, was a big part to that uh, season. That was a good snag, though, and he stayed in division. You know, he left, and now he's with the Panthers, so... Another big-time... I'll say it again. I think NFC South is easily one of the best, you know, quarterback offensive driven uh, divisions in the league. Especially like we, now. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, when you look at it, okay, you got, you know, the Saints and Breeze. They're going to do their thing every year. They're going to aerate it out, win ball games. Then you got uh, the Falcons, you know, even they're a few years removed from their Super Bowl run. And Matt Ryan, every year, he's throwing about, you know, 4,200 yards. He's airing it out. He just needs pieces around him. And then the Panthers, you know, a few, few years ago, they were in the Super Bowl as well with, you know, Cam Newton as their guy. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him now, but I feel like they're still a good ball club. And then we got Tampa Bay coming back. So I think it's going to be a, a sweet division to watch. Um, definitely a lot of, like, firepower in there. It's going to be interesting to see how the defenses do, though, with all that talent on the field. It seems like this offseason has been not, I mean, with Brady and Witten and all them, pretty big moves, but nothing. You just didn't see all these divisions being as, I mean, what's the word it is? I can't even think of a word right now, but to have three or three and potentially four teams just being right side by side the whole time throughout the season and racing yeah. for that winning the division or wild card or another potential two wild cards from the same division with a division winner so I mean yeah it's yeah, definitely going to be competitive as heck now and did you uh, did you watch the uh, NFL like draft reveal for the uh, schedules at all uh, I just saw a picture I kind of overlooked a picture that ESPN tweeted out and I saw yeah. the a lot of primetime games. Somebody made a big deal. I don't know. Something about how Brady and Tampa Bay aren't ever scheduled until like week like 15 at the same time as the Patriots are or something like that. And people were making saying it's like really? a coincidence. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get the whole gist of that. But I was listening to it and uh, it's definitely uh, network driven. They really. They. I was watching. What was it? It might have been NFL Network or something, but they... Oh, no, it was a Pat McAfee podcast on YouTube. I was watching, like, the 
like the the t the TV part of it, and they had a graphic, and there's about I think seven teams that have the max number of primetime games possible. That's a thing. So you can only have five in the season, okay. and those teams are like the Packers, the Cowboys, uh, Tampa Bay, New England, the Rams, and um, a couple more other teams. You know, you know, typical teams that you'd think that have all those primetime games. But uh, they're just saying how it's all network driven now. Like they're just trying to, you know, create in a way they're trying to create like a storyline that teams can like fans can follow every week because they know yeah. everyone's gonna be tuned into that game. So in a way, it's almost like kind of like a movie. They're trying to create a, you know, have fans follow the same team and the same you know storylines. You know, even though it is just during the season, but they're d- definitely gonna have a lot going on there. But uh, yeah, they're. I like that they put the Patriots still, you know, a lot of primetime games to see how they do, especially with uh, Brady gone. But I'm pumped that the Bucks are going to have a bunch of primetime games because we never have those. So good times. <laughs> I'm excited I to see how the Saints do, though. I the Bucks game was yeah. when they played Pittsburgh. That's the only time I'm going to watch man. them. <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't, you don't see a lot of them. You just, you just see the lowlights <laughs> on uh, not top 10 of Jameis. That's really what everyone sees. Yeah, but I'm excited to see how the Saints do. I mean, they're always a good team. They always have been. You know, they're always going to be a contender. Just with as long as Sean Payton and Brady, or not Brady, uh, Breeze, are you know together, they're always going to be an interesting team to watch. And especially with Winston going over there, uh, you know, it's on the back half of Breeze's career. You never know what's going to happen. And of course, Bucks. You know the amount of unlucky situations we have. I wouldn't be surprised if some reason like Breeze goes down and then Jameis just takes over and starts going crazy. It'd it'd be like a, a course Jameis out. Jameis or Taysom no. Hill though. You never know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because they, you know, to go back to the draft. The whole reason why we're talking about this is they drafted one of my guys, Tommy Stevens. He's the quarterback from Mississippi State. He was at Penn State to start out with, but he's. He's literally Taysom Hill 2.0. Like, when he wasn't playing at Penn State, he was still very involved in the offense. He would go in not just for cleanup duty. You know, he would have his own packages where he'd go in, you know, run the ball a lot. He would put him and uh, Trace McSorley in the backfield to, you know, do some type of weird, uh, you know, kind of run, and then uh, Tommy would throw it. So, you know, there's – it's just crazy that they, one, took Jameis. They re-signed Taysom to a two-year, $30 million contract, which is crazy. And then mm-hmm. they also have Tommy, who's definitely going to be, for the most part, probably like a scout team guy. But that's definitely mm-hmm. somebody that I mean, he's big. He's a big guy, six five, two thirty five, can run. Yeah. He he ran like a probably like a high four five, and I mean he's not an awful thrower. Like he's he's a good you know pure passer. He just needs. It's definitely going to be good for him to kind of sit and uh, kind of learn, which is you know not a great situation to go into. You got to go win right away and then you get to go sit behind Drew Brees one of the best to ever do it and kind of watch how he does things because he's you know at the he's, he's a pure professional when it comes to the position and with Tommy Stevens not just looking at his height and weight what I would obviously compare him to is more kind of a big Ben now, I'm not going to say big Ben ran a 4-5 in his combine or anything but Am I kind of right in saying that he's got that yeah. stature? And yeah, everything. no, he's big. He's he's. I wouldn't say he's as thick, but uh, he, he's a little more athletic. Bit like he's more athletic, but he's definitely going to hang in there and take some shots. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not scared of contact. I know I was watching some of his games this year, keeping up with him when you know they played Alabama, and you know he was carrying the rock, like going down the field, you know, t- you know, challenging their linebackers and stuff. So that's a big guy. He's going to give you everything they. You know everything he's got. Funny story about him. So I was, uh, I made him a highlight tape after the season at Mississippi State, and uh, you know I, the guys that you know asked for them and stuff. They I asked them whatever song they want. And, you know I plug it in there. But of course, there's everyone on YouTube that hates like rap music or they hate these types of songs. And there's always gonna be a guy that like comments on every highlight. So it's like this highlight was so good until you ruined it with the music. And I saw those, and I like I like responding to them every now and then just to get a good laugh. But uh, <laughs> he, another guy responded to that the same comment, and I said, "Well, uh, Tommy actually requested himself, so go take it up with him." So it's kind of funny seeing what happens. But I'm excited for Tommy. He's a good guy. He was 
one of the initial guys when I was doing my gunslinger stuff that you know was wearing it and repping it. So uh, nothing but love for him, and I'm excited for him. And just another draft that I want to point out is a linebacker from Wisconsin, uh, Zach Vaughn. Yeah. That's how I say his last name. Um, I watched a few Wisconsin games this year, and he did sort of stick out to me and everything. Um, Wisconsin, I just when I think of Wisconsin, I just think of a disciplined team. Nothing yeah. ever, no, no, nobody ever really flashy unless you're they're running back. And, yeah, that's um, really it. I mean, they're. Yeah. So, Being that's what in Wisconsin, needs, yeah, just discipline. That's what their defense is, and always has been, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're a tough team to beat. They're obviously, I feel like they're more uh, offensive, like just media driven. Like everyone knows about their offense. You know, they have Kamara. Kamara's a freak. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, M- Michael Thomas, like he's top top three receiver in the league. Drew Brees, like they got all these dudes. But defensively, again, you know, if they because they keep on losing like second round, third round of the playoffs. And mm-hmm. they're, I, I guess they're trying to find that missing piece to kind of get them over the hump mm-hmm. because, one, they have <laughs> they, they have gotten screwed like the past two years by the Vikings. That was – that's like their yeah. arch nemesis right now. They just keep on – it's always the last play of the game. They keep on getting screwed some way. But it's just how the ball rolls sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, any, ultimately how I've always lived – in sports, one game shouldn't come down to one play. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's definitely it's definitely uh, you know multiple number of plays that add up to it. It's just always that last play that everyone sees. And that's just what being something that's always played, uh, you know, sports. And you know, I've had a few games like that where it was like the last play of the game, something happened that and we lost. But you know, mm-hmm. if it was you know the kicker or something, they missed like the last field goal. And, you know, even though we do think that's, like, you know, routine, they should make it, you can't just blame him. Like, as much as as much as much people love to hate on kickers, you know, there's points in a game where it shouldn't come down to the last play, you know. That is the part that makes sports great, though, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But as a team aspect, you can't always hate on, the you know, whoever gave up the last play or whatever happened because you just got to look at yourself in the mirror and watch film and realize that there's a bunch of other stuff that really mounted up for that last play. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Yeah, but that'll be a good team to watch. But uh, So let's just go on to the Falcons now. And they're, they're definitely an interesting team this year, especially new uniforms. That's been the buzz around. I feel like everyone's got new uniforms this year. Literally everyone. Everyone during this whole quarantine has had so much free time that they've been drawing <laughs> up everything, bro. They got new uniforms, new everything. They're kind of weird. I was laughing. Did you see all the memes of them? Like, they look like they got their jerseys from the Mean Machines. From, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uniforms are straight from that, but hey, you know, they got a newer stadium, you know, Atlanta. Big fashion area of the United States, so I guess you got to figure out some type of heat to bring them. But I feel like they're, it's just, they're always like back and forth. They're always going to be like a, you know, a pretty good team or they're just not going to do the best. And, mm-hmm. but I, I love Matt, Matty Ice. Like he's, he, he's very, he's consistent. He's consistently really good. I don't think he's, like people hate on him way too much. I feel like there's some pieces that they're missing to you know keep them as that always contender like the saints are but you can't hate, hate on matty ice i love him i love this again i love this division if cam newton would have stayed in and you know and then we kept you know as tom brady came in to our to the bucks mm-hmm. you look at that all four teams their quarterbacks were either a super bowl mvp or nfl mvp mm-hmm. that's wild that's a uh, crazy league to look at but um you can't yeah, I'm just excited to see because I'm a big fan of, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, Matty Ice and excited to see how he does. Julio Jones, you know, that's must-watch TV every dang day. Like, dude's going to do something crazy. One of the best to do it. I was watching this uh, YouTube video or a Twitter video of uh, when the Falcons played or when the Cardinals played the Falcons last year. And it was, you know, Kyler, Kyler Murray was mic'd up and they're following him. And he walked up to Larry Fitz. And, or Larry Fitzgerald walk up to him and he's like, that's that dude. 
and he, they're like, who? Eleven. And they just looked at him, and then the camera panned yeah. to him, and they're just... I think I did too. Yeah, yeah, like, if Larry Fitzgerald is saying he's, like, one of the best to do, like, dude's a baller, and mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be something to watch. Defense, I mean, it looks like they... They always need a defense, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they draft, always need a defense. Their draft was very defensive-driven, which I can see mm-hmm. why, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of missing pieces in there, but offensively, I feel like as long as you get, you know, your man protected and you're able to at least run the ball a little bit, because they just got Todd Gurley as well. That's uh, something to look at. So, you know, they might be something to look out for and, you know, another potential, you know, wild card or division winner with them. It might be a little too early to point out, but or then again, maybe not. Again, out of the four teams in the division, I'd say three top ten quarterbacks three For top, sure. top ten if not maybe top five running backs yeah um got Julio Jones Mike Evans uh Michael Thomas I mean the offense is this is probably the most offensive driven division in the league if I mean I'd have to take some time to think about it but just I, th- I think right it now. is I think it is man like when you look at it in the NFL, you know, you need – you're always going to have – if you have a good quarterback, you really need one solid, like, dude wide receiver and then, a, you know, a solid running back, like a dude running back, and, you know, that's really going to carry your offense. You know, you're going to have your guys that are going to be plug-and-play guys to kind of take the load off some of them. But, obviously, those three guys are going to be the main ones producing everything. As long as you have a good O-line and whatnot, they're going to be crazy. And, I mean, you look at it, you got – with the Saints, you got Breeze, Kamara, Thomas. Now you got, you know, Ryan, Julio Jones, and Gurley. And then we got... A lot of three-headed monsters. That's yeah. For sure. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a big fantasy year for sure, though. You know, I don't feel like you can go wrong with any of those guys, uh, fantasy-wise. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you a fantasy guy? I have been, and I think, was it like three years ago, I actually won the league, but I can't even remember who I had. I think I had... A B that year, and that's all I can remember. Of course, yeah, yeah. you know, I uh, I did one this year. Yeah, we did one with all the St. Norbert guys, and uh, I think I did all right. I, I've never won one. I've always gotten like second or like third, but I don't think I've ever I've never won one. So I don't know what I'm gonna do this year. Maybe uh, just because might have to get one with all of us Dallas boys or something. Mm, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely gonna do that one out. this year. Yeah. Definitely. What was, uh, I mean, any thoughts on the draft or anything with the Falcons or just uh, kind of some I mean, like you said, takes? defensive heavy. Um, an offensive lineman, again, to protect the talisman and uh, Matt Ryan. And then the only one, the only other position they didn't draft on defense was a punter. So, hey, man, um, got to get the, for the brand, got to boot that ball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sail it, man. Um Clemson cornerback AJ Terrell uh, will probably probably should be a lockdown corner. Yeah. he's definitely got a big responsibility in covering probably Mike Evans and uh, Michael Thomas. But I mean, yeah, he might not be their number one guy. Like I said, like truth be told, I I don't even know who their number one corner is right now. Yeah, like, I haven't even. That's why I'm typing in right now. That like defense kind of is just chart. Almost so weak to me to not even mention. Like, yeah, we've already proved uh, Matt, Matt Ryan's already proved what he can do. It's just their defense who I can't remember the last time proved their worth. Yeah, they got a definitely a bunch of young guys on their uh, their corners. Des their lockdown corners, Desmond Trufant. That's a he's probably one of their older players, but I, I know he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But besides that, you know their defense is kind of shaky. That's probably why they're seven and nine last year because they. Offensive, you know, so had a lot of the same guys, but again, can't count on the offense to win every ball game. As being someone that's been in one of those offenses or one of those teams where the offense had to square every drive to win, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying. And you know, you can't can't be successful doing that. You know, you have to have a defense to take the load off your back a little bit, and that's what I guess they're trying to obviously go after. Mm-hmm. Now we get to talk about the team. <laughs> your boys. The team 
The one and only Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I'm going to let you have your little soapbox real quick. If we don't win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh, my Lord. If we don't win the Super Bowl. Okay, if we don't even make it to the NFC Championship game. I'm giving up all hope on these guys. We've had everything just given to us at this point right now, this season. Like, it has been so many long years of losing. So many long years of losing. And the fact that we finally... I would never expect in my lifetime to say that Tom Brady is playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let alone play for anyone else but the Patriots. The fact he wanted to come to Tampa Bay, wild. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't even know why you want to come to Tampa Bay. Maybe it's a good retirement place. I know there's a lot of money, you know, beaches and stuff. But, you know, that was I think dope. His wife wanted to be down here, too. Yeah. Giselle, Giselle definitely wears the pants in their relationship. She's calling the shots. But uh, we got Tom, and I was like, okay, this is dope. And then you start hearing little rumors about Rob coming back. And I'm like, yo, this is about to be something. And we, we got Rob? Rob Gronkowski? What? Like... Uh, our offense is going to be crazy this year. I'm excited. If Jameis, with dude that's blind and can't even see his own team, throws for, you know, leads the league in passing, if he can do that, Brady better be able to do that. And better, you know, he's definitely got some more stuff with him. Bruce Arians, that dude's offense is crazy. Again, if Jameis Winston can flourish in it, uh, so can Brady. But I am so excited for this season with them. You know, this is probably the most excited I've been in a while. For Tampa Bay, every year, even talking to you, I'm always just like, give Jameis another year. You know, it's kind of, this is his year. This is his his year. I don't even care anymore. I wish we would have signed him. Honestly, we probably couldn't afford him, but I wish we would have signed him because he got his LASIK surgery. I don't know how much of that was is really going to help, but uh, my man was partially blind out there, so that might have had to do uh, been part of the reason why he threw 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. But uh, he's got his eyes fixed. I wish we would have re-signed him in some way. Hopefully, he would have understood that he would have had to take a pay cut. But if we would have signed him and let him sit behind Brady, learn, like, that would have been a good situation. Now we kind of have to start thinking ahead of, like, again, like, next draft probably we'll probably, you know, have to get a, a good quarterback in those, like, second or, or second round, maybe third. That'd be not good if we if we get him in the first. That means we sucked. But uh, I'm excited. I was thinking about it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Gronkowski's literally living with Tom. Like, they're probably, you know, they're, they're probably living in the same house. Tom probably built him a bunk bed with his kids. Probably three, a three bunk, uh, three bunk bed, and then Rob's at the very bottom. You know, mm-hmm. Rob's like a little kid, so I'm excited. We're gonna go crazy. Screw this. Screw the draft recap. Actually, we, we got the we got the uh, alignment for Iowa. That dude's just crazy athletic. Do you see him jump out of a pool? I did see that. I didn't know that was y'all that drafted him though. Yeah, but bro, six five, three twenty, and he's jumping out of a pool. What? Like this dude's a freak. And then, and it, it was, then we got it was uh, a pretty deep pool from where it was like five that, foot pool maybe. Yeah, it was, not, maybe it, not that. It, 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 it was probably like, like three, three or four, but yeah. it's still crazy. That's so much resistance, and uh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for this. And then we also got my boy Winfield from Minnesota. He's a dog. His dad was in the NFL for a while. He was really good. Uh, kind of a head scratch with this running back. I didn't really want to pick this running back. I wish we would have in the second round got. Uh, uh, KJ Dobbins, that would have been huge to get. But we got Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, boy from McKinney, Dallas boy. Hopefully he can get it done. I've heard he's dumber than a box of rocks, but hopefully <laughs> he can figure it out. He's probably figured it out by now. But I am excited for this year. What's your thoughts? Um, like I said, I haven't watched many Tampa games, so only Tampa game I watched this past year was when the Steelers played them and they stopped Fitz Magic. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm as a Steelers fan. I've Brady's always had the Steelers number, and of course, the one year we don't play them, he's gone. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he hung thirty-one on us last season. So, and he was coming off of not his best year. Like that, everyone. That's when like everyone was. That's the thing I like about Brady. I feel like he came back, even though they did have a, you know, again a good playoff season. He's just trying to show everyone like, hey, screw you guys. I can still sling the rock. If we can keep him healthy, I think he can at least go like three more years. That dude's a robot. That dude's a robot. It's his diet, man. That he yeah. Just I'm gonna plug that TV12. Go look at his website. He's got a nutritional program and everything. 
Shout out Brady. But yeah, he's he definitely takes care of himself, and it's definitely helped having the protection that he has. That's why we obviously went first round and got a guy, because uh, even though he is 40, whatever, uh, his body obviously can't take too many big hits, and, you know, got to take yeah. care of him. Yeah, I don't know if y'all... I don't know how well Tampa's line is necessarily, though. We're, we're all right. We have... Uh, we, it's a little bit... You know, we, we got some vets in there. One of my favorites is a D3 lineman that we drafted in the first round uh, like four years ago, and he's been our starter. He's a captain now. Uh, he's a dude. But, yeah, like you said, it's always been kind of – I remember like in our – when like three, four, five years ago, like watching them, bro, it was like a holding penalty every freaking <laughs> play, bro. It was so annoying. It has been the darkest of days as a Bucks fan. I don't even remember – like, I obviously know we won the Super Bowl in the 2002 season, but I don't, like, obviously, like, as a little kid, I was five. I don't remember it. And then the only other time we made the playoffs was 2007 when we played uh, the Giants when they won the Super Bowl and beat the undefeated Patriots. That was the last time we've been to the playoffs and that I was able to watch some good football. Um, mm-hmm. Or actually in 2005 as well when we had uh, our running back was uh, – Cadillac Williams. That dude was a dude. Mike Allstott. We lost to the Redskins. I remember that game. But besides that, since 2007, 13 long years of no playoffs. And we've always been on, like, the, the bridge of it some seasons. Like, you know, we'll have to, like, win one game and then, you know, James will want to go through five picks that game. But yeah. nonetheless, we're here. We're ready. We got the max number of primetime games. This is awesome. It's going to be sweet to, you know, you know, I've been to – I went to a game, not this season, but last season, the very last game against the Falcons. Bro, nobody in the stands. Nobody in the stands. But now I can promise you tickets are going to be booming in that stadium. Oh, yeah. that, that place is going to be rocking. The Super Bowls this year's in in Tampa Bay, like the stars are aligning right now, man. The stars are aligning. When Florida State won their, uh, their national championship, that was like finally after all these long years of always – you know, choking. This was our that was our year. I feel like this is the year for Tampa Bay. If we don't, we're just always going to suck and always going to be losers. I might just file a form to you know switch teams. I don't know. Probably won't. But this is the year. Yeah. Um. A little side note. Um. Obviously, what I think I or what I don't know is how many fans are going to be allowed in stadiums this year. I do think. I think the. NFL is gonna is gonna happen and everything. The season's gonna come well and start on time. But I just don't think depending on what the summer does, I don't I don't think all the stadiums are gonna be allowed the maximum capacity. I think Yeah. I think everything's gonna have to be cut into like a third. I think a third would be perfect because I think Jerry World holds let's just say a hundred K. Yep. And Put that in a third. That's like thirty-five thousand people not there. Especially thirty-three point three thousand. Thirty-three point three. Yeah. So, I mean, she still have sixty-six left in the stadium. Um, I don't know. I mean, we might have to get some uh, on that uh, Seahawks stuff and get the uh, microphones in the stands and <laughs> create the noise. I saw a picture. And teams in Japan that are playing baseball right now, they're having cardboard cutouts of fans in their seats. I'm not surprised at all. And they literally have them, like, in different, like, facial expressions. Like, they're, like, you know, like, cheering them on. And they literally have little uh, speech bubbles next to them. So that's a power move. Maybe the NFL needs to make some cardboard cutouts of fans. But Germany's come, Germany soccer, the Bundesliga, is actually coming back, I think, this coming weekend. So is that the 16th? Yeah, so, and I think it's gonna be played behind closed doors and everything, but it's gonna be televised. But and Germany, what I don't think was hit as hard as some of the other European states, which is why they come back. I think if my sources were correct, I think only ten players out of the twenty teams, only ten tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. So, I mean, they're it's just. Another thing that just gets the economy going, and honestly, let's just be real, it brings happiness sports, especially to people like us. It just... All right, bro. It's like, like a comfort, man. It's insane. I don't know what I'll do if uh, there isn't a football season next year. Like, I'll probably yeah. just curl up in a ball, go under a rock. I might go, uh, like, 
I might become like a mountain man and maybe go out in the mountains and just isolate myself from everybody and just uh I'll, I'll be like the like the shipwreck or what is it Tom Hanks his boy uh, oh, Wilson yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll probably have my Wilson football with me and we'll be uh, bulling mm-hmm. it out in the uh, great Wisconsin area I've um, been losing it since what was it beginning of March when the rest of the Premier League canceled which they're looking to resume starting June 1st so and that's over in England so I mean yeah the people are looking for ways and they're doing all they can. I don't think anybody... If you find somebody that says that sports shouldn't come back, I don't know what their deal is. Yeah, I mean, there's just no valid reason. Cause, I mean, they probably don't, don't like apple pie. They probably don't like <laughs> apple pie. And I've, heard, I've heard the arguments that uh, like sports are a necessity and everything. Bro, you try telling that to the people who work there on the weekends, who work security, who work the concessions, who work... So on and so forth. Some of that, some of that helps them pay the bills. Now that that might not be their only job, it's probably a side job for them. But I mean, sports is one hundred percent a necessity. Yeah, like, yeah, well, bro, look at when nine eleven happened. What everyone rallied around baseball. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everyone rallied around that. Like that's mm-hmm. just what. It's something that, aside from you know, let's look at the player aspect of it from all different backgrounds, poor wealthy you know light dark it doesn't matter you're to, you're together playing together that's like the most unifying you know thing that you know that america's built on you know becoming one you know doing all that stuff and the fact that people it's just people honestly people that say that sports aren't a necessity it's because y'all were on the jv team and got <laughs> cut and uh yeah. we're mad because y'all couldn't throw football 20 yards so y'all can go uh go wherever let us have some sports. Let us have some fun. And for them to just say that, they're just thinking of from the from a player's aspect. Do the players can the players afford to take off a season? Yeah, probably. But it's the yeah. people around that 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 take yeah. from losing money and everything. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be interesting. It'd be weird because we we've never really experienced like a strike. I mean, there I think there has been some strikes, but like more in recent years. That. I think there's a lockout, but I think that might yeah, be there's a lockout. Way. And then I was watching the uh, MJ documentary, so like in uh, whatever the '90s or whatever, they had the uh, MLB strike, so there wasn't even a season that year, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So that's when he came back. That's just wild, man. It's just too much time invested in that stuff, and whether you you know like it or not, um, you know it's just something for people to do. It's a way of life, and you know for a lot of them, again, it pays their bills. You know, it is buku amounts of money. Um, you know, never want to wish financial stress on anybody. And, you know, even aside from the players, look at everyone else, you know, like you just said, that kind yeah. of do the stuff at the stadium and stuff like that. That's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a financial burden on them. So mm-hmm. sports need to come back. We need to chill out about this corona stuff. It's fake news. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> go, go get some fresh air. Don't wear the masks. Bro, I, I went around this week and been trying to get some stuff. I, I didn't wear a mask. Everyone was looking at me like I had, like, three eyes. Like, they are looking at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, y'all need to chill out. So then I'll just probably walk around and be like, <clears throat> like, cough and see what they do. But, <laughs> bro, they're, 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 they're wild, bro. But It just looks more like a style now for some reason. Like, people think it's cool to wear a mask. But. Yeah, it's going to be a new trend. Like, we're going to come out of this and we're going to have all those, like, supreme hype beasts. Like, guys that have to wear all the Gucci stuff. They're going to be having <laughs> Gucci masks still wearing it. Like, bro, chill out. Corona added three months ago. But it's supreme, bro. It's a new latest drop. I went Whatever. to... You're lame. What was it? I went to... I don't know if you know it, but it's, it's called At Home. It's over by Firewood. What is... Oh, the... Uh, like big old furniture kind of store? Yeah, it's right off the... Uh, once, yeah, right off the highway. Yeah, right off the highway. I pass it every time when I'm going back to Rowlett. Yeah. Yeah. It's they had a sign up there. We went there this past weekend and they had a sign and you have to wear a mask in there. I didn't think people like like places could make you do that. But I don't think they really can. I think it's uh if people read it they're just gonna do it. Because I've gone around uh thrift shopping this week just trying to find some new shirts and stuff and some of them had masks like uh i went into one store i had a mask on but then i saw a bunch of people not wearing them so i just took it off through my mm-hmm. pocket but i think it's uh something that they're doing just to obviously like uh precautionary reasons but mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they can really force you but yeah especially for a store like that 
Yeah. And I was, I, I was, when I was driving back, I saw some tweets. Uh, some NFL players have been voicing their opinions on the whole situation. And Buda Baker made a good point, And he said that by staying inside and wearing your mask, you're only weakening your immune system. So mm-hmm. once all this stuff ends and we go back outside, everyone's going to be getting all types of sick because mm-hmm. they, haven't, they haven't had any type of exposure at all to the air and all that good stuff. So, you know, then it's just going to happen all over again. It's all, it's all a scheme. Yeah. Government's behind it. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. But enough about that. Uh, you want to talk about the Panthers a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> you sound very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, man. Let's get let's get to the Panthers. I'm excited to watch them because one, Teddy's there. Two, they got Joe Brady, the uh, OC from LSU. So let's see if that LSU magic carries over there, or if it was just a fluke. Let's see if that system works in the NFL. And then Matt Rule, Baylor guy, goes over there. Interesting pickup by them. But he's definitely, after listening to Clay's interview last week, we definitely heard the type of coach that Rule is. He's big, you know, military kind of, you know, very strict guy. But, again, that's a whole different uh, animal when you go to the NFL. You know, you can't really walk in and tell uh, 35-year-old grown men necessarily what to do. You know, you have to kind of gain their respect, but I'm sure he's aware of that. So we'll see how that goes. But... That'll be sweet to watch and uh, see how they do. It'd be cool to see uh, Teddy Bridgewater getting the the nod again as QB one for an organization. What's your ideas on you know just looking at him? Just hopefully, I like Christian McCaffrey. Um, dude, yeah, he's a baller. I watched him when he was at Stanford and everything. So the dude, yeah. I, if it's a big year from him, and we're, we already know what Teddy Bridgewater can do, yeah, um, just from his New Orleans highlights, and I liked him when he was in Minnesota as well. He was a pretty good quarterback then too. But yeah, yeah. Like, one of the last seasons, was. yeah, wild, bro. He almost had to get his leg amputated. Yeah, because uh, the whole artery stuff. Did you see that man's workout the other day? Hmm. My man, Teddy Bridgewater, casually went on a 75-mile bike ride down the oh. coast of Carolina. You don't do that? I do that. Whatever, north or south. Bro, what? <laughs> I just want to know how he got back. Because I, I know he didn't bike 75 miles there and then, you know, bike back 75 miles. He definitely has the luxury. He probably flew back. But yeah. holy crap. Like, I don't even know, man. That's just wild. That That is so long. Casual. I want to know what kind of bike he had. He probably had some some dope speed Freaking bike. Lance Armstrong's, whoever, yeah, but, or, yeah. Teddy Two Gloves. That's the guy, though. Uh, <laughs> they did uh, first round. They got Derek Brown, that T lineman from Auburn. That's it. That, that guy is a stud. That's a big pickup because again, their offense is going to be, you know, the, it's going to run through Christian McCaffrey. Like, mm-hmm. dude's going to get numerous amount of carries. He's going to catch the ball a lot. So you just need little pieces to put around him. And you know, now they got a distributor like um, Teddy. You know, Cam Newton was a whole different beast of a quarterback, very different game, you know, play style. But I feel like Teddy's going to be more of a, uh, you know, a point guard in this system. You know, he's just going to yeah. be that, – that's really what – I'm just comparing it because that's the same offense they're going to be I'm, – I'm assuming that's going to be the same offense because they got Joe Brady. But – Joe Burrow was a point guard this year. Like, he wasn't running the ball. My man just knew his reads, was spitting the ball out, let them eat. That's what he's going to do. That's the same thing Teddy Bridgewater's going to do. You just got to, you know, be be smart with the ball, take care of it. He's going to – I wouldn't call him a game manager. I hate that term. But mm-hmm. he's going to be like a point guard. He's just going to have to do his job. And if he does well, you know, the offense is going to is going to ride with them. And, again, they took a Baylor guy, of course, rule – I said in, in Clay's uh, interview, I was surprised, surprised that Carolina didn't draft Clay because obviously Rule's there. His dad's now the strength coach there. Or he's. I was talking to him in the interview again, and he's like the second in line behind Coach Rule, as in like authority. It's pretty sweet. It's a pretty big baller move. But um, I definitely thought Clay was going to go there. But again, Carolina, you never know, man. You never know what you're going to get because just. You know, they're crazy good and then kind of bad and really good and bad again. So it's going to be another year to see what happens. Yeah. Um, 
they've always seen they they had a pretty decent defense a few years back with Keekly and all them. Yeah, that was while he retired. Yeah, that's just for a state. And it's always nice to see in the draft. I mean, I know the Baylor guy obviously has connections with coach and everything, but yeah. seeing Baylor and West Virginia, shout out Big 12, making some sort of <clears throat> noise in the NFL this year. Um, again, like overall, just, I'm real excited. Probably the most excited for this NFC division. That This is probably the most I want to watch of the NFC South. Yeah, they're going to definitely be one of the premier leagues or divisions just to watch and keep up with because they got got a lot of dudes in there. I mean, offensively, I feel like their like, weakest spot is just like wide receivers because they, they just have yeah. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is good. He was a rookie what, last year or two years ago. So mm-hmm. he's still – but he's still a baller. And then you got Curtis Samuel. And uh, really from there, you know, it's kind of a uh, – Who's next? You know, because they got they don't have Greg Olson anymore. Greg Olson was the guy for them at tight end. That dude was always gonna have a thousand yards every season. So it's definitely gonna be very, uh, you know, very Christian McCaffrey driven. They're gonna have to run it through him. So that that's the only thing I could see is that defense is definitely you know they're definitely gonna be uh, game planning for how to stop McCaffrey and with Teddy not being like Cam Newton necessarily with his legs uh it's gonna be bringing something back carolina's uh backup quarterback though is pj walker from the xfl shout out xfl he's the uh, houston roughnecks quarterback one that was mm-hmm. going crazy love to see <laughs> that but that's dope and like you said i think they're just gonna make teddy bridgewater beat you and not christian mccaffrey because mccaffrey's definitely capable of beating a team by himself yeah, I feel like McCaffrey's going to have one of his best receiving years this year mm-hmm. because I know last year he had probably broke the – I think he broke the record for, like, most receptions by a running back in a season. So I'd expect a lot of the same. Uh, obviously, if you're going to see what they're going to do, go watch LSU's past season and they do a lot of empty stuff. And Chris McCaffrey is a good slot receiver. He's going to – he's a shifty dude. So I feel like it's going to be hard to stop them. But that's gonna be fun to watch, definitely. Mm-hmm. Let's hear your uh, let's hear your hot take projections. Whew. A tough one again. Uh, what is that? Two weeks in a row now. <laughs> yeah, every, every podcast we've said the same thing about it. it's like a neck and neck division. I know. Uh, it's NFC made some big moves this year. But I feel like this is the superior division that we've done so far. Sadly, I think with the last NFC division that we have yet to do. I think that'll be the easiest one to predict. Yeah. Sadly, but um, I don't know where to go. Uh, who I think is going to take the cake, win the division, Man, probably New Orleans. Um, it's respectable. I, yeah, I mean, you, you probably don't like it too much, but there's a part of me that just wants to see finally Brady just taken down and just retire and just leave but I just think overall and I'm pretty sure you can probably attest this a little bit I think the Saints are probably the most balanced team both offense and defensively yeah I mean they're definitely more uh, you know they're more established like this year is kind of like a uh, Golden State Warriors situation you know we got all these freaking big name guys coming in and it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh and everything. Um, I do ha- think, however, Tampa Bay is going to sneak a wild card. Yeah, they'll definitely have to be the number one, if anything. Yeah, wild Brady, Brady will find a way. There's no way that Brady doesn't have some sort of redemption on his mind from last season when they got knocked out by, what was it? Titans. Titans, yeah. I wanted to say the Bills, but I knew it was one or two teams, yeah. And for I just don't understand for your last throw ever in the or for the Patriots, it's gonna be a pick six, and that's how you leave. You like props to Brady, he's the goat. I've never wanted to say that, and I haven't said that until I think he won like his fourth or fifth Super Bowl. 
but to have He's got six rings. Yeah, to have six. Yeah, to have six. You're you're the goat. So I do think he has some sort of redemption on his mind too. And again, he's got his buddy Grunk back, who's slimmed down a little bit, but he's still he's probably been doing something. Grunk is Grunk. Yeah, he's gonna help all out as well, and yeah. with weapons of Mike Evans too. I think. And Chris Godwin. Yeah, and Chris Godwin. Yeah, he was so, a top five receiver last year. At one point, the whole the whole top five receiving leaders were all from the NFC South last year. At one point. Wow. So I mean, it'd probably be. I mean, now you got Brady down there. So I mean, it'll probably be so much another year. Yeah. Um, to come in third, who could also push again another could be three um playoff teams from this division. Uh, probably I, I'm picking Atlanta. Um, they went what seven and nine? You said last yeah. season. So I mean, it's not like they they tanked the season. Um, they still have that capability of balling out, and I think they took a game from the Saints last year. I think. Yeah, I remember. If I'm not mistaken. That. Saints so, were thirteen three last year, so they were balling. But uh, yeah, if they're beating teams in their own division and can climb up to potentially the second um, in their division, I don't think they will. But I think I could see them definitely finishing with a winning record. Um, I I don't see them beating New Orleans twice this year. To be fair, I don't see them beating Tampa Bay twice this year. To be fair, yeah. either. I think. I mean, Brady already had his way with the Falcons in the Super Bowl like two years, two three years ago, whenever that was. Um, so. I mean, that being said, I Carolina still has some. I think they still need to do something with their defense. And out of those four teams in the division, they're the one who's kind of wide receiver list. Um, they don't have that that threat really yeah. as of as of right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. I like it. I like it. It's respectable. Uh, I'm gonna be naive and just say Tampa Bay is winning the division. We're going. This is not naive. I think it's definitely yeah. a chance. I, I hate to say that too, but if I'm saying it, then it I'm gonna say true. twelve and four. We go twelve and four. I was watching back to that podcast. I was watching Pat McAfee. Our last seven weeks of football are in either Tampa Bay or a dome. So the back end, obviously, when weather starts to get crazy and stuff like that, it starts to get cold, especially for a quarterback, you know, driven team. That's important, you know, that you're in good weather. We're either going to be in Tampa Bay or in a mm-hmm. dome. So that's huge. Shout out to the NFL. The NFL wants Tampa Bay to win it. So, Well, they probably did that because of last year, how I think y'all had – it was technically five straight away games because y'all were away for two games. Yeah. Then y'all had a London game, and then y'all came – and that was technically y'all's home game, which, I mean, it's funny because you're a fan of them. So I was obviously laughing at that time. But, <laughs> um, I mean, y'all probably could have been – I don't know um, through those five games what y'all's record was, but y'all probably y'all probably could have won one or two more of those had they been home games. Yeah, bro. If we would have won, uh, I think it was. I don't know. We were we were in the hunt for a while for like the the last spot of the wild mm-hmm. card, and also, I mean, mm-hmm. it's also an extended. Remember this year we uh, NFL wise we bumped up the teams to was it eight per. Uh, side so they widen the playoffs so there's gonna be I think that's is it not 2021 maybe it is next year like the following year but yeah I think it's next year because the number one seed will be uh the what yeah and then there's no there's no two teams aren't gonna have a buy first round it's only gonna be the number one yeah. seed to have a first round yeah. buy which is which is smart but so yeah Buccaneers mm-hmm. 12 and 4 that's like the most wins I can even remember. Our best season since I've, I can remember. Besides our Super Bowl year, it was eleven and five, and then we lost first round classic. But uh, Saints, eleven and five, second, uh, second round finish, or uh, second place finishers, and then third. I'm gonna go with the Falcons with like an eight and eight. You know, not mm-hmm. not awful. Just you know, five hundred. They definitely got Todd Gurley. It'd be interesting to see how they do. And then Panthers, I'll say like a six and ten. 
So nothing crazy. No, uh, like, like 13. I don't think there's going to be like a 3 and 13 team or anything like that. You know, I feel like it's going to be a really solid division and it's going to be. I feel like the guys, the teams that do lose the most games, like on the second half, it's gonna be close ball games. It's gonna be close. What what divisions do y'all play? Uh, this year this we year. play the North, and North. I don't remember the other one, but I know we play the North. We play the Packers, but it's at home. That'd have been dope to yeah. sneak a game if if I'm able to. Yeah, but it'll be dope. Uh, NFL is definitely throwing us a bone this year, and seeing that, but. I saw his predictions. They thought it was the uh, Saints were going to win the division, and then Tampa is going to be like eleven and five. But I feel like if we can get things rolling, it's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, I mean, when you got Brady, you're you're automatically set up for greatness. All I'm saying is, with all this stuff happening, this man better not have a 2006 flashback like first game where he tears his ACL. Because if that happens, man, I don't even know who our backup is. It's, uh, who is our backup? We just re-signed him. Blaine Gabbard, I think. I think it's Blaine Gabbard. No. Not terrible, but... Oh, come on now, man. You know. I mean, he beat Pittsburgh. (laughs) That's the Jacksonville boy, right? He's in Jacksonville? Or was that Blake Bortles? That that was Blake. I can't even remember now. Okay, yeah, it was like, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, you... Yeah, so, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully, uh, nothing happens to Brady. That's our king now. So, let's hope he can stay healthy, because if he... Funny enough, that year when Brady got injured, that's the year that Pittsburgh won their Super Bowl. Exactly, Brady didn't get hurt, Super Bowl. Seven rings. (laughs) That man, back to what we talked about, about, uh, not talking about the last possession of a game to kind of, you know, talk about that as much, but... Brady's three losses in the Super Bowl all came down to the last possession. So that man's literally three possessions away from having nine rings. And I don't care as much anymore. I just didn't want uh, the Patriots to have more Super Bowls than the Steelers. So, I mean, if y'all go, I mean, it just depends on if Pittsburgh's in the Super Bowl this year to play against them. Um, it's the only team, <laughs> team that I can maybe think that I would... Yeah, probably the only team I would root root for in the Super Bowl against the Bucks. But other than that, I, I could care yeah. less anymore. Brady's already the goat. He's already established that. I I could care less. TB twelve. It's just it's just meant to be, bro. TB. That's his initials. Tom Brady. TB Tampa Bay. Man, it is made to happen. So, that's gonna be fun to watch. Can't wait. NFL. Can't get here soon enough, honestly. Heck yeah. And that's going to wrap it up for our episode of Point Blank. And that we're covering the NFC South. And again, thank you for coming out and listening to us. And we'll see you back next week.